The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I am Josh Gilbert. This is Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Very good. Very and good. We're, man. We're deep in it. I can't believe you have time to even come in today. <laughs> uh, we are deep into it. It is March. Yes. Holy cow. Can you believe that? That's right. Spring's uh, here. Get to go play golf. Uh, you get to be locked in a room and do your taxes. Locked in a room for a long time. <laughs> when does this end? Actually, ends on April 14th. And April 15th is the day that we clean stuff up. Um, and on April 16th, I go on a vacation. Oh, well, good. Yes. Good for you. But until then, Jeff. Until I then. I don't want to see your face unless it's <laughs> the weekends and we're doing the show. Uh, so what we do here on Keep What's Yours, it's the show named after the book that Jeff put together. He wrote Keep What's Yours, How to Leverage the New Tax Law to Create Unfair Advantage Over Your Competition. You can find that online, or you can just go to the Capital Advisory website, capitaladvisorygrp.com, and there's a button that says, give me a book. Give me a book. We'll ship one to you. They'll send one out to you, and uh, the best part about this is it's it's little, it's short, it's easy to read. There's a bunch of different chapters, and, and they're, they're, it's, it's digestible. Yes, lots know? of pictures. And no. you can dog you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can dog ear a couple of pages and say, this works for me. Uh, look, look, chapter two, new tax rules for businesses. Well, I don't have a business, so exactly. I can skip over that. Exactly. Uh, I might want to read it, though, and come back if and say, If you're look, thinking about opening a business, kinda wanna start yeah, a business. there's stuff in there for you. But if not, just skip right over it. And would you say the best thing when you're starting a business is to think about the taxes first yes. and foremost? Uh, first and fo- foremost is have a business plan going in. It does not have to be a fancy business plan. It could be a single page. It could be just a concept. Um, but then once you get it up and get it going, really look at some of the accounting um, and kind of more of the detail back office stuff to keep a good grip on. If you start correctly, you'll end correctly. Um, a lot of people we see, they just get head, head first in their business and then all of a sudden six months later go, wow, I didn't know that I had to worry about keeping tabs on that stuff. And that's one of the biggest issues we see is cleaning up, I'll say the bookkeeping or the accounting. Um, and the, the commercials for QuickBooks are great. You know, they're like everybody just all you got to do is buy our product and poof, you're done. And it's, you know, easy to do. QuickBooks, you need a tiny bit of accounting knowledge um, and you could really goof it up if you're not careful. 
And then it takes a lot to unravel it and make it correct as you go forward. So find somebody that either is a QuickBooks professional, and that is really bookkeeping is what it really is, just to keep you on track. And you specialize in small businesses. Yes. So you specialize in stuff like this. And it's one of these things that we always say, if you want to start a flower shop or if you want to start a bakery, you yeah. know, these are probably more like the thing, oh, a restaurant. I've always wanted to open up my own breakfast restaurant. <laughs> these are all the things yeah. that, that people out there think they want to do eventually. It's my dream to work for myself. But when you have that dream, you're thinking about the flower arrangements. Exactly. You're thinking How about run your business. The bread. You're thinking about, you know, the what what's our menu going to look like? Who's thinking about tax implications exactly and or hey how do i classify this stuff so yeah am i a <laughs> llc or am i a, a, a pass-through business exactly or, um we have know. a we have a lot of people who start start a company husband and wife and then when they register they go and they register it themselves that's awesome that they do it they register with state of missouri but what they do is they register as dual owners and so here a little trick the trick is, is you, if you have two owners, you basically become a partnership, even though it's husband and wife. And the, the tax form that has to be filed is what's called a 1065, which is a partnership return. It's a whole different tax. Um, versus if just one of you file, <clears throat> excuse me, with the state, it then becomes a Schedule C. It drops right on your personal tax return and they get the wheels in motion and get going. Now, if you come in with partners, yes, you need a partnership return, but most small businesses getting started don't need all that stuff. Down the road, you'll expand and you'll adapt different, I'll say, um, uh, you know, whether you're a, a partnership or whether you become an S corp or a C corp and stuff like that. But the out-of-the-box stuff, don't do that. <laughs> so when I'm just starting my bakery, I don't need to use the same tax code that GE's using. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, yep. which one am I? And how do I figure that out? Well, that's that's what Jeff does, and and Jeff can do that for you. If you are starting your own business right now, you need to figure out who am I, what am I doing, and how can I minimize my tax burden exactly, and take advantage of the tax code for uh, a business like me. And, exactly, and there's a big difference <laughs> between somebody working out the back of their house mm -hmm. and you know a Dogtown Pizza. You all know that. I love them. <laughs> You know, Good they got stuff. they got started making pizzas on their kitchen table. Seriously? Now they have uh, you know a big factory downtown. So, you know, over the course of of that, they probably had to classify themselves differently. Oh yeah, most definitely they you do. Know? And I don't know what Rick's classifying himself right now, but I'll classify him as expert pizza maker, <laughs> you know, what, where does, where do you file that on your tax? <laughs> well, it's very deep in there now. <laughs> yeah. So if you need Jeff's advice, if you've got a small business that you are thinking about starting, if you've got a small business that you've already started and you, you, you're saying I need to, you know, I'm hemorrhaging money over here. Uh, even when it doesn't come to the tax code, even when it comes to, you know, kind of bookkeeping, logistics, am I getting the most for my money over here? Am I paying too much in payroll taxes? Exactly. Jeff can how look to, at... How to even set up, we have people who say, oh, I took payroll. And, and, and anybody listening and you've had this conversation with me, don't please don't take any offense. But it's just where they move money and they take uh, 500 bucks out. And they go, yeah, that's payroll. That's not really payroll. That's an owner's draw. 
And the problem is you really didn't pay into the system. So it becomes a huge issue as a, a whole year goes by, and then we have to go back and try and re-resurrect what you did. Yeah. Um, so. so you want to do it the right way. You want to do it, um, you know, and if you're probably thinking, oh, you know, I can – I can just buy a bunch of gift cards uh, <laughs> and charge it to the company and then turn around and buy my groceries with it. I mean, that is illegal. Very. <laughs> but if you're thinking, I need to save some money, I need to pay myself without paying myself or letting the government in on this. Exactly. Or on yeah. There are things that you can do legally. Yes. That can help you so you don't have to come up with these schemes. Yes. I, <laughs> I was going to say you're going down that path for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, going so. down the scheme <laughs> path. And anytime, you know, scheme, I don't know what a scheme, like the definition of a scheme is, but it, it's not, it, it, for me, it says probably not legal. Yeah. If you have to call it a scheme, <laughs> a scheme yeah. it's probably it's, not legal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last thing you want to do is get audited and have to go down that road. Yeah, because just then, remember anything that you do act like you have an auditor looking over your shoulder. Um, because at the end of the day, people are like, well, hey, I really don't have that receipt. And I'm like, you can't take the deduction. I yeah. mean, I don't mean to be mean or, you know, aggressive, but if you don't have it, don't take it. Because about the time you go, oh, nobody's ever going to ask. That's man, when they show up. <laughs> a couple of weeks later, you know, you get a letter in the mail and it says, hey, uh, we're questioning this deduction. And that's, you don't and you have nothing that you could put on the table. That's when they show up. Uh, so and I always say this as well. Uh, and I say this because you've told me this over the years that we've been doing the show. If you are sitting here thinking, man, the government takes too much from me. They don't deserve this money. I need this more for my small business. Why is the government cracking down on me? Don't try a scheme exactly. because there are legal ways to reduce your taxes, to reduce your taxes. And you just need somebody like Jeff in your corner. 636-394-5524. Here's the number again. 636-394-5524. Don't run the risk of getting audited. Don't run the risk of doing something illegal. Uh, you want your business to thrive and you want to keep more of what's yours and you can do it legally. And there's things out there that you probably didn't even know existed because either you're trying to do this yourself or you're working with a tax person that hasn't told you about it yet. And if, yeah. if that's the case, then you need a new tax person. Exactly. And there's there's two camps of thoughts on that. Um, I get a lot of people that come in and they're like, man, nobody ever really told me this. Nobody said this to me. You know, where'd, where'd you come up with this at? You know, nobody's ever said. There's two distinct, I'll say, uh, personalities. One is a tax preparer. Literally, you pay them to prepare your tax return and that's it. There's no suggestions. There's no ideas. Whatever you bring to the table, they will put it in there. It's put in the right spot. It's done timely. But that is tax preparation. There is tax strategy and tax planning, which is to take that same scenario and take it two notches up. And then that's where you're looking to say, hey, how much did you pay in tax? Where could you hide money legally within your tax return? What could you take as an exemption and not? You never have to look over your shoulder. It's just a matter of making that next step to take an extra half hour. Um, prime example is just this last week, conversation with a lady. Um, she didn't think she was going to owe tax, and she ended up owing tax, and it's due to filing status. Um, went from head of household to single. Huge divide. She ended up owing a little bit of tax. Not a, not a big deal. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not. she didn't do anything wrong, 
but she was panic-stricken by it. Um, so we sat down, spent 20 minutes on the phone, walked through, explained. We ended up doing three little, and I say three little things, which will then help reduce her taxes for 2024. I can't do anything for 2023. It, it just it, It's just not there. Um, and it makes no sense, hypothetically, to to put a couple thousand bucks into an HSA to get, you know, a $500 tax deduction um, going backwards. But going forward, it made total sense to do that. And we'll be talking about stuff like that throughout the next couple of weeks as we are in tax preparation mode. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and I don't know the lingo, but to me, there's a difference between doing your taxes mm-hmm. And planning for next year's taxes. There's a night and day difference between the two. <laughs> and and we want you to know going in, doing your taxes for this year, there are certain things that we can do. Yeah. But there are certain things that we can't. Exactly. And, and Jeff, you always say doing your taxes in March and April, that is just kind of recording what mm-hmm. happened in 2023. Exactly. Just making sure that we put everything down, that the government knows that we listed it. They already know. They, they already a, know the majority of this they stuff. They got a good idea where you're where you're yeah. coming from. Why um, don't you tell me <laughs> what you made it last year? You yes. are, they already know. And, and you know, it'd be nice if we could have this simple tax code. Uh, the, Never happened. The postage. <laughs> The postage card, yep. you know, a tax return, that's not going to happen. Uh, so don't hold your breath. But as we dig through this stuff, we can start planning for next year. Yes. And I always say this. I kick myself for running into Jeff in March and June three years ago. <laughs> and and he told us about the FSA, the flex spending account that we can use for my son's daycare. Uh, it comes out of our paycheck. It uh, is tax-free as long as we use yes. it for school, and we ended up saving 1200 bucks, and then the next year we saved 2400 bucks because Jeff told me about it in June. Exactly. Well, I, I wish I would have met Jeff <laughs> in January so I could have taken a full 12 months of the FSA uh, and not the six months that we were able to, to kick in in June. And that's the thing. When you're preparing your taxes for next year, when you're doing your tax planning, you want to do these tax saving things now. Now, exactly. You this wanna, year, 2024. So when you file your return in 25, it's taken care of. You want to get the the HSA. You want to get the FSA started now, mm-hmm. so you can reap. I mean, we're in March. You can get, you know, 10 months yeah. worth of this stuff because it's really going to make a difference on your taxes. Huge next difference. Year. Huge difference. And if you paid this year, next year you might be getting a nice tidy return. That's right. So there's a difference between doing your taxes for 2023 and planning now for next year for 2024's taxes. And uh, we'll be talking about that over the course of the next couple of weekends, the next couple of shows, and into the rest of the year. But I want to mention this one more time, capitaladvisorygrp.com. That's the website. Go out there. Top right, I think, is where the button that says you know, send me the book. Yes. I'd like to have the Keep What's Yours book so I can thumb through it. Here's the table of contents. Uh, contents. I was just looking through this. The tax system in general. I want to read through that. Tax rules for businesses. If you own a business yeah. or you want to start a business, that's for you. Tax strategies. 
tax rules for individuals. Well, that's me. Yep. You know, that's, and that's everybody <laughs> listening. Or even if you have your own business, you're also still an, you're still doing an individual return. Individual uh, new tax rules for estate planning. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are huge. Yes. These are things that at the end of well, I did my taxes. Yeah, but what about? Estate planning. Exactly. You know, a lot of people blow that off till the last minute. Um, well, by then it's too late. Exactly. A lot of times. Um, the new tax law and where do you go from here? That's the last chapter. But here's the fun part. It's an election year. Yes, it is. We have sunsetting <laughs> tax laws. Uh, by the way, it being election year is not fun. Uh, no. But, <laughs> uh, whoever wins the election... Uh, good, bad, or ugly, yes. someone's <laughs> going to have to redo the tax code. And it's not by choice. It's it's by design. Um, so Trump put into play the tax cuts. 2018 was the first tax year this stuff kicked in. And then it each year, you know, picked up something, gave a little bit back, added something. Um, and it sunsets in 2025. By law. By law. So whoever wins... And I think, honestly, you got you to look at this realistically. Whoever wins, um, I think both sides are going to have to increase our taxes. I, it's inevitable. It's got to go down just to help pay for the debt that we're racking up as we're sitting. But there's going to be an extreme to who, how they tax it and where they tax it. And that's the question of the day. Yeah. So. so we're going to get into that in the next segment. It's, a, it's an election year. We've got new taxes that have to go on the books, and they have the option of keeping what's on the books and going forward. Exactly. But, Jeff, like you said, it, it ain't going to happen. I don't think it's going <laughs> to. Our debt is just even – I mean, they're having to build extra buildings to, <laughs> to elongate the, the debt yes. clock going, you know, because it hit – it. It hit a, a traffic intersection, and so they have to build one of those skywalks. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, think, I think the last I saw, this was just a couple of weeks ago, and you can go on National Debt, I think it's dot, dot .net or dot .com, and actually watch the clock as it just keeps pouring oh, boy, on more. That's, that's depressing. I think they said that for every U.S. citizen, it's $220,000 a head is what the, it would take to pay the National Debt down. Yeah. Well, that's everybody. I always say uh, it's not. It's kind of depressing to talk about uh, estate planning on the radio um, because you have <laughs> to think about your own mortality. Exactly. But when you do estate planning, you can plan for that. Oh yeah. When I'm looking at the debt clock, I got no control over. No, no, just zipping away. <laughs> just zipping away without anything I can do about it. But I can handle what's going on in my life. And that's what Jeff can help you out with as well. You want to keep your tax clock going down. That's right. Not up. So Jeff can help you out with that. 636-394-5524. Jeff's my tax advisor. He can be your tax advisor, too. We're going to commercial break. And when we come back, it's a new tax year. Uh, The tax code will probably be changing come 2025. So what's on the table What's going away? What might we see? And uh, what kind of benefits? You know, when they redo these tax codes, sometimes they throw in some There's benefits. a couple little bones tossed out there. Wow. <laughs> because, because these people do want to get elected. Yes. They got to so, make us sort of happy. They got to have something in there for me to vote on. Uh, and then they'll sneak in the, oh, and by the way, you owe this much. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh, took this away from you. <laughs> yeah, we took that. We didn't want to tell you about that one. But what's on the table when the new tax cycle rolls around? What's proposed and what might we see? Crystal ball in it in the next segment. It's Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. 
Keep What Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the broadcast. It is Keep What Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. Now, we said going into the break that the trunk tax cuts of 2017, 2018 mm-hmm. are sunsetting in 2025. Now, that yes. means Jan 1 of 2025. Yes. So less than a year from now. Yeah, and the way to look at it is so whoever whoever wins the election is elected in November. They don't take office until February, mm-hmm. um, so they're taking Feb taking office in February of 2025. Then their first agenda item out of the box is to, to decide what one of these tax laws they chop up or how they chop up. Um, so you go how in 2025 if we assume everything stays the same. But then mid-year, they change everything on us um, yeah. or even towards the end of the year because our elected officials usually like to work that clock to like the, you know, the 11th and a half hour, and then they change the game on us. And you'd, so, you'd like to think that whichever party uh, is, is running uh, has a tax plan ready to go yeah. and that they'll tell us this over the next nine months. Hopefully they do this year to say, hey, this is where we're going to go. But at the end of the day, these are all sidebar deals done behind closed doors. Nobody even knows what it is until the bill's thrown out there, and usually it's tossed out, and they're like, hey, vote on it now. So, um, <laughs> all right, so listen to this. Tax code ends January 1st, 2025, the, the Trump tax cuts. Uh, they don't even get into office until late January or early February. Mm-hmm. Uh, first order of business, oh, we need a new tax code. Great, we'll work on it. And, you know, for the next 12 months, they're working on yeah, it. Yeah, that's... Does that mean that we have no tax code? No, it for... means means we default back to the 20... I believe it defaults to the 2018 tax code. To whatever was there before yep. Trump got his tax... Exactly. His tax plan through. Put through. Whatever was there is <clears throat> what we revert back to. Yes. And so I'll say the vast majority of people... What was the defining characteristic of, of well, that Well, there's a whole bunch plan. of stuff that right. was put in play over a four or five year span. Um, the biggest one is going to be they added a tax bracket and they increased the income thresholds for those tax brackets. Okay. So what will take place is if we default... It collapses, and I say collapses in a nice oh, way. Wait, wait. And you're going to pay more tax. I'm, now I'm in a new tax bracket. Yes. Because it dropped back down again. Because the income thresholds were reduced. I mean, Jeff, over the last eight years, a lot of things have changed. A lot you know, of stuff everything has. is more expensive. <laughs> Everyone yes. hopefully is making a little bit more money. Yes. Uh, inflation being what it is. Uh, if, they, if the tax brackets drop down, a lot of people are going to be upset. Even more. So it's going to be more money out of pocket that you don't risk. So that's that's kind of what we're saying is this is this is something that's big. A lot of people don't even understand that his tax, Trump's tax law is sunset 2025. Um, and then there's this talk of, oh, well, they'll just extend it, you know, where we're sitting today, 2024 tax law, and they'll extend it out. But that's going to be a very tough, tough way to, to go. So yeah. I don't um, think that that's going to happen either. What about the um, <clears throat> and the deductions? The the remember when we used to be able to deduct um, well like what that's called salt which is state and local tax mm-hmm. so you got to take your real estate tax you got to take your state tax that you pay and you get a federal deduction for it so one of the jokes and again you say was this political I don't know um, and and maybe it was maybe it wasn't so if you live in the Midwest you for your real estate tax you're probably paying 
you know, anywhere. I mean, the average is probably six, seven grand a year. Okay. Um, but if you live East Coast, West Coast for a shack, you're paying thirty thousand dollars a year in real right. estate tax. So what they did was they just said we're going to cap that section of the tax code at ten thousand bucks. That's it. So you could have thirty thousand dollars of real estate tax. You're getting ten. Have a nice day. <clears throat> so a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's political because it's East Coast, West Coast. They didn't vote for Trump." It's you know, penalizing so. the people on the coast. Exactly. That have you know, higher, higher you know. valued houses, if you are higher tax rates, too. Yeah. And then everybody in the Midwest gets this break. So Trump put that in play. Everybody said that, you know, oh, it was political because he was getting back at him. Punishing the coasts. Yeah. But the funny part is then when the Democrats took office, the question was, hey, are we going to repeal salt? And what what really means is probably 96 percent of America cannot itemize anymore. So you take a standard deduction now, the standard deductions are in the 30000 range today for a married, filing joint couple. But if you um, give away, have medical expenses, you have a, a big house, you pay a lot of real estate tax, you pay a lot of state tax, you're somewhat charitable. Most people get really close to that $30,000 threshold, but they can't itemize because they don't have enough. So when the Democrats took over, the question was posed to them is, are you going to repeal SALT and put us back where we came from? And they kind of all were like, no, not really. It's a revenue generator. So it puts money in the coffers of the U.S. Treasury. So no, nobody, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, are not in a big hurry to repeal that. So So when when we talk about itemized deductions going away with with the Trump tax cuts, mm -hmm. is that – I need a way to get a handle on this, Jeff. Is that because we were capped on our – on our mortgage. Yes. You're capped this, at your state. So it's state. not like they took itemized deductions away. No. It just meant we were capped on our state and local taxes so we don't qualify for exactly. it anymore. It, it, and I say this nicely, it handicapped most individuals where there's no way without that extra you know, state tax that you pay and your uh, mortgage interest, there's no way that you could get over the... the what is what is the current threshold for itemizing? 30,000, 300, 30,800 um, for married filing jointly. And then it's like uh, 13,008 single. Um, so, And that used to be uh, everyone or a lot of people used to be able to itemize because sure. they, they oh well my my you paid seven thousand dollars and that, exactly you know almost that almost takes care of all yeah, of it you paid seven grand in real estate taxes and then the bigger thing was you paid state your state tax was deductible on the federal side and state so, tax isn't anymore not anymore capped at 10 grand wow so that was the trick that they put in there so that's the big one that everybody's like, like all of it my state taxes my yeah. uh, my taxes on on my property, all of that got capped at ten. ten not grand. like your state taxes are capped at ten. Your property taxes capped nope. at ten. All of They're it all together, put together. Boom, ten thousand. And wow. the only the only way to get so then I need twenty thousand extra. Whether it's met, and so then the other equation that's put on this. There's a lot going on. Uh, what's called Schedule A, which is itemized deduction. There's a lot of math going on. There's another topic which is medical expenses. So everybody's like, hey, I paid, you know, $5,000 in co-pays and all that. The trick is, is what they came along and they said, the first 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. So easiest math is your adjusted gross income is 100000 The first 7500 is on you. You got to pay it. 7500 in a dollar, 
you get that first dollar as a you attempt of deduction. But you still got to get medical. You got to break the ten grand, and then be somewhat charitable where you're giving stuff away to charity, whether it's cash or what they call non-cash, which is like goodwill. You know, um, you clean your garage out and you go take it and drop it off. You make it go away. That car that everyone is <clears> at. Donate your yeah. car. <laughs> and I believe over, I think it's over five grand. Um, don't quote me on that. Over five thousand bucks. You need an appraisal yeah. um, and all kinds of documentation that goes with it to get that deduction. So but again. It's- We've seen people that gifted a car away, but they don't itemize. They can't take the deduction because right. they don't make the threshold. And so, you might have been, I I did this with my wife. Hey, let's donate. Uh, we were going to do it anyway, but yeah. let's donate, and we can take that on our taxes. Exactly. And then we go in last year, and you say, well, they're not doing nope. that anymore. <laughs> um, so you it's, can't make the cut. <laughs> right. It's not like they took away itemized deductions. Just capped a piece of it in the middle that keeps everybody that from being able to take it. Disqualifies yeah, me from everybody. from meeting that threshold. Yep. So um, if the Tum- Trump tax cuts sunset and state and local taxes are uncapped, then we've got a whole new ballgame. Whole new ballgame, um, completely. Because then the bulk of people that and we when, see. When you wrote this book, Keep What's Yours, did you write this because of the new yeah, the that's Trump basically, tax laws? That's when we say new tax laws, that was Trump's tax that laws. That was Trump's tax laws. Put in play. That's a big one. You know, huge. And I don't think a lot of us realize it, but that that's huge. It was that the, changed everything. The biggest tax law change since the, uh, what, they, what was it, the uh, 2006, I believe? Um, where they had a huge tax law um, adjustment, wow. um, but so it's the biggest one, and they'll probably we'll probably go through that in 2025, 26. But like you said, when the Democrats took office and they regained um, the presidency, exactly. with Joe Biden, yeah. and uh, they have uh, the Senate, they didn't come in, didn't touch it, <laughs> and 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 put salt back in yeah and it, it came up multiple times where it was attempted to be you know put on the docket they were going to vote for it and they just shot it down who does who does this hurt on the ground uh or or can you even uh, quantify it like that does this hurt rich people does it hurt poor people does it hurt the middle class middle class to rich because you got to be you got to have a, a substantial i say substantial house you got to be able to pay a real estate tax um and state tax and i'll say High end of lower, the higher end of lower income, if that makes any sense, middle class and upper class. And again, you got to look at the the flip side of this is you got to look at it as you bought a, a you bought a house. The federal government was in the past subsidizing, if I could say that right, you to purchase your home because if you itemized and you had a five percent interest rate on your home. Um, maybe a point, point and a quarter, point and a half, depending upon how much that you actually deducted on itemized, was free tax. So they helped subsidize the purchase of your home, whether you realize that or not, through a tax return. Can I, let me ask you this. Meeting the threshold of married filing jointly of itemized deductions is 30 grand, Mm -hmm. roughly. If I had, you know, Say I was fairly well off, and I have about you know ten grand capped state and local taxes. I have some medical bills. I have some, and I'm at twenty nine thousand. <laughs> Should I go out and donate thirteen hundred, fifteen hundred bucks 
does that meeting that itemization requirement does that open up a whole new world for me not necessarily um, the the concept is is you get out of the box twenty eight thousand whatever it is thirty you ish know, depending upon your age it gets goofy if you're over sixty two they give you an extra fifteen hundred each um, that's where the thirty thousand comes into play um, but again at the end of the day just to make the cut there's no advantage to you okay just to hit that number and go hey I'm a dollar over yes a dollar over does open up your ability to write write other stuff off. But you would have to be charitable. You would have to give more money away, um, all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. So typically, that's it's not worth writing a check for a thousand bucks or fifteen to give it away. Maybe you use that for an IRA, um, something you know, a contribution to your HSA, which would help reduce your taxes on the other side. So a lot of this stuff could change come 2025 or they could leave it in place because, you know, I just got here or, well, I guess if it was Biden, it would be, I'm still here. Yeah. If it's Trump, he's, oh, I just got back. Just got back. Yeah. I'm going to do this and this. Yeah. Yeah. I got to put my curtains back up. Um, Get that uh, Andrew Jackson uh, photo back out of uh, storage. Hang that back up. This probably won't change in January, February. They probably will leave it in place or have some sort of provision. But then mid-year next year... They start to really chop stuff up. Um, And again, that's from the planning and the strategy concept. You've got to take it as status quo um, and then see how this develops in early part of 25 and adjust the plan if needed. Aside from, you know, all the stuff that happened between 2016 and 2020, um, and let's not – I completely forgot about the pandemic. Um, <laughs> would, yeah, we're four years out. It's like, woo, that was history. Is, you, you reference stuff. Oh, that was pre, pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID, <laughs> pre-pandemic. Oh, oh, we haven't been there in years. That yeah, was pre-pandemic. Was, yeah. Um, is is the Trump tax laws are those a, a defining characteristic of his presidency? I yeah, mean, I'd, is, say, I'd say I'd say seriously. Um, and again, so one that's out there that is it's on the chopping always on the chopping block is QBI qualified business income deduction. So everybody took that from a political standpoint, like oh, it was only for the big boys. You know, he helped his billionaire buddies out. No, it was for small business. Uh, I think the cap was four twenty. If you had more than $420,000 of income, it started to phase out on you. But what QBI actually is, is the easiest and the cleanest way. There's a lot of, you know, you're dealing with the IRS. There's a lot of, you know, what ifs. But basically, 20% of your profit you do not pay tax on. So, you know, the simplest form, you know, 100000 of, of profit, $20,000 you don't pay tax on. And you go, wow, what's that? What the concept was is that that was 20 grand or 20% that you would go hire somebody. You would go buy equipment with it, and they freed up some cash as a small business owner. Um, you'd buy a new building, you know, repair your building, whatever it is. And it sparked a ton of activity from a financial standpoint. Um, it's been on the chopping block a ton. Um, it was an older, I believe that that was a, well, a, it's a variation of an old tax law that came back to life. They kind of dusted it off and threw it back into production, if you want to call it that. Um, and again, that's something that the Democrats didn't touch. So you go, hmm, you know, but that he took a lot of, Trump took a lot of heat for that as, hey, that was the big boys. I'm, and there's a lot of stuff he gave to corporations, don't get me wrong, but that was the one they pointed at and said, oh, look. You know, they you gave this to your big, you know, billionaire buddies. 
that's the average person running a small business loves yeah. it. Um, right. So, I mean, yeah. it, and it helps. It really does help. Um, and, so. and, and isn't this funny? Even when the Democrats took the White House and, you know, they have the power to, to try to knock these out or cut them down, yeah. they leave them in place. They left them in place. Salt Be- is still there. QBI yeah. is still there. Salt created a ton of revenue for the U.S. Treasury. Um, I mean, a ton of money for them. And then QBI actually was helping to kind of, you know, even through the pandemic, help all the small businesses kind of, you know, gain a little extra cash in their pocket to keep the wheels in motion. Yeah. So, so it's it's one of these things where yeah. don't listen to what they say. It's, watch what they yeah, do. What they do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but they, it, and it's been both of those have been on the chopping block multiple times. Uh, just never they forgot about them basically and let them slide. Crystal ball. And before we go to commercial break. Crystal ball, look at next year or, um, you know, even in 2026 because it's going to take a minute for, for them to get this stuff in play. What is something that you see could drastically change for us as individuals with a new tax code? Um, I mean, from a, the, the resetting of the tax brackets is huge, and that's the question of the day. They actually added a, a bracket which then expanded the income threshold so you, you pay less. There's kind of a cliff, though, in the, in the tax brackets. You go from a 12 to a 22%, so it's a 10% jump. Um, and so, But by adding that extra bracket in there, it kind of helped everybody pay less tax, honestly. Um, and again, we'll see if they keep it, but if it compresses back to the 2017, 2018 uh, tax brackets, it's going to be really ugly. Everybody's taxes will probably be Go going up. up. Uh, and it's a progressive tax bracket. So yes. the way that it works is on January 1st, we're all in the same tax bracket. Oh, yeah. Everybody on January 1, same tax bracket, it which just is de- zero. <laughs> yeah. It just depends on what your paycheck on January 14th looks, <laughs> looks like. looks like. Yeah. yeah. If you're, you if might you're accelerate quickly. The billionaire, <laughs> you jumped up six tax brackets yes. in one paycheck. Yeah. Uh, if you're like me, you know, maybe you hung around in the lower tax bracket <laughs> for another week or two. Yeah. So uh, basically but, look at it this way. The first 10 or 12 grand that you make, you really don't pay taxes Don't pay on. taxes on it. It's a zero tax bracket. That's um, great. For me, for you, for the billionaire. Everybody. For Donald Trump, for Joe <laughs> Biden, they yep. all don't pay taxes on the first 12 grand. Yep. And then it just starts to progress from there. But again, the tax bracket. So what we do, a lot of stuff we do is tax bracket plan, mm-hmm. which means – you need to make less than 127500 bucks, And the concept is is whatever we got to do to re- keep you under that threshold because typically if you go over it, it's really not going to hurt you. You know what I mean? From Because the first dollar over is then taxed at that higher amount. Right. If so, you are 120000 and, you know, you make <clears throat> 121000 it's not like all 121,000 exactly. got taxed at that higher rate. Just the extra 1,000 bucks got taxed. Is yeah. getting taxed yeah. higher now. So yes. when people say, "Oh, I entered a new tax bracket and I actually made less money this year because of it." Thanks a lot, Biden. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Trump. They're not being honest. Yeah. It's, it's not the truth. It's and now if you go over that tax bracket by maybe 20, 30,000, yes, there could be an issue because your whole withholdings are adjusted to the especially if you're going from the 12 to the 22. That's a 10% increase, you know what I'm saying? So if you have your withholdings all set, and we see it all the time, where somebody has a windfall one year, 
and they have their taxes set at 12% withholding, but they have $30,000 that's in the 22, they usually end up owing tax mm. just because their withholdings won't keep up to that extra 10%. But you can adjust that yes. throughout the year. Most you can definitely. plan for this. You have to look at your paycheck stub and our you have to go, oh, hey, I had a windfall. I got an extra 50 grand. I inherited money. I won money at the, at the boat, you know. Yeah. Um, and you have, to, you have to have a good relationship with your tax plan. That's right. Call and, and say, I got to see him now. Yeah. <laughs> say, I need to see Jeff today. I just, I just won a bunch of money at the boat. Uh, you can call Jeff, 636-394-5524, 636 394 5524 capitaladvisorygrp.com. And as we had to break before we close the show out today, I'll just tell you this little anecdote. My sister, she makes good money. And she always says, Well, you should see what I'm paying in taxes. <laughs> and I always like to remind her, Your house is double the size of mine. Mm-hmm. You've got four cars with two drivers. You've got a pool in the back. I'll pay your taxes <laughs> if I can also have your paycheck yes. as well. So yeah. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind paying those taxes if I, just give me the pool, and I'll be happy. So it really does matter what you make. It matters what tax bracket you're in. But oh, you definitely. can plan for all yes. of this throughout the year. And if we were smart, Jeff, would we see you once a year at tax time? Would we see you twice a year? Would we come and see you every quarter? It depends on how complex your situation is. Some we do talk every quarter. Um, we have to just because of what's going on. Others, it's every six months. And then there's some cases where it's once a year. We make, like what I was explaining the lady we talked to, that would be one a year. So I'll be able to see her towards the end of the year. We do a calculation. As long as she's okay, you know, leave it leave Good it as go. is. But yeah. if we got to make adjustments, we leave at least a month or two to kind of play with it. Full disclosure, Jeff is my tax guy. He can be your tax planner as well. He's the senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. I am on the twice a year. Actually, yes. I'm on the weekly, <laughs> weekly. Jeff schedule. We talk about stuff all the time. <laughs> well, we talk weekly, but officially in the office, I'm on uh, twice a year, once in tax time and once over the summer just to make sure that we're heading into the fall, closing the year out on the right foot, making sure that we get all of the tax planning benefits that are available to us. And that's the whole point. Keep what's yours. I'm keeping more of what's mine. You can keep more of what's yours. 636-394-5524. We'll be back right after this. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Back on the show, and we were talking about a new tax code that will probably have to, to come in in 2025. Trump tax cuts close sunset in 2025, so something else will have to take its place. Uh, and whether they continue it on unchanged, probably parts of it will. Yeah. But uh, they're going to have to change some things. Yeah. There'll be, I mean, we're, you can't be naive and say, oh, let's reduce our taxes even more. Um, it, it just. You know, we got bills to pay. There's bills. There's huge bills to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, there's, you know, debt ceiling debate. Um, haven't heard if it's been addressed yet. Um, they just had one three months ago. Um, we're now talking it again. Yeah, they're going to extend it for another two weeks. Yeah, there you know, may be months. 90 days. We'll have to have that, that again. And that is what the U.S. government spends on a daily basis. And nobody said, hey, 
um, quit spending money. Yeah. You know, that's that's the problem. Um, and so again, we got, we got wars to fight and walls to build. Exactly. And, and goofy stuff that really we shouldn't be paying for. Jets we that are. cost, uh, you know, a thousand percent more than what they were supposed to. Yeah. So, it, so it's, but that's the huge issue. So, again, not to be naive, they have to raise taxes. The question is where and how and who's going to pay it. Yeah. So that that's coming up. Yay. <laughs> so, you know, but every time they do this, they do throw in a couple of bones yeah, for us little guys. Exactly. And, yeah. and those those bones are out there. Do you know about them? Chances are probably not because you haven't read the tax code and maybe your tax advisor isn't giving you the full story. Like Jeff said earlier in the show, there are people out there that prepare taxes and that's what they do. They mm-hmm. Here's your paperwork. Boom, rubber you're stamp, yep. you're done. Yeah. Then there's people like Jeff, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Jeff sees your taxes, sees your life, says, how many kids do you have? Uh, what do you got going on? Maybe we could do this. Are they in school? Do you want to save for exactly. their college? Do you want to do a FSA, which is what we have? Are you saving in a health spending account? Exactly. Are you doing an HSA? Can we do more to help you keep more of what's yours? That's what Jeff is here for. Now, I do not fall in this category, but apparently in the crosshairs of the IRS is corporate jets. <laughs> <laughs> so at least somebody is doing something. Yeah. Maybe there's so, one person yes. out there listening right now. You know. So if you own a corporate jet or you yeah. own a jet, um, be worried because they're coming after you. A- um, Anheuser Bush, you know, they know because when MBEV took over, they basically took all their corporate jets away. Oh you know, no! Helicopters, all that stuff. And, and they Energizer said, does Energizer? They said fly Southwest or something. Centene, you know. does Centene of corporate jets? I'm sure jets? they do. Yeah. I'm sure they do. So. Um, what if we do? But if you do, uh, basically what they're saying is they're going to come after the large businesses, um, high-income taxpayers who have access to you know net jets and stuff like that. Um, and they're going to say, hey, the audits are going to focus on the personal use of a business aircraft. And you go, what? But believe me, this is huge. Um, and I'm trying to think of who was the, the individual that got in trouble over this maybe about five or six years ago for business use. Um, he worked for GE, and they're saying that he used the GE private jet to fly around the country, and they never – it should be put on a W-2, and they tax you on it as a perk. But they're so saying – So on his individual tax return yeah. as a person – as not a person, as, not he, as GE, not as he, as a person. He, he got pays to take, the hypothetical hourly fee of that jet that he that he uses for personal use, not wow. business, but personal use for personal use. Yeah. So if he says, "I want to fly to the Bahamas tomorrow morning," and that's they, not a business expenditure. Exactly. And he jumps on with his family. He pays whatever that that jet is per hour. Because that's a perk. Yes. And perks get put tax. on our individual tax returns. Yes. So when so, you say everything we do is a taxable event, you mean it. Seriously. I mean, it, and that's what, they're, they're, that's what the, the IRS has ignored this for years. So they're going after the hedge fund guys. And, and they've recouped, like we talked about, $550 million in unpaid tax. That was two weeks, three weeks ago. Um, now they're going after part of this master plan as they figured out, hey, these guys are not paying their fair share for corporate jet use. Um, what it raises, we don't know, but it's we'll see in the next month or so. They'll put a, a study out and say, hey, we got $400 billion for these guys not reporting their their, their fair share. And and we talked about this last year. The, uh, was it the CFO for uh, the Trump Corporation up in mm-hmm. New York 
he was having <laughs> the company pay for his kid's schooling. He exactly. was having the company pay for his personal car, yeah. for his apartment, so that he individually didn't have to. Yes. Well, that's illegal as well. Sure it is. That's, I mean, and I think he ended up got, getting indicted. I believe that he's in federal prison for tax evasion now. Um, you don't want to end up there. <laughs> no, no, believe me, you do not. Um, but, I mean, that's an extreme case. Sure. I think he, that guy kind of stepped over the, the, oh, the edge. Oh, well, that's why he's in jail now. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> but there are things that we can do that are legal, yes. avenues that we can go down. Look, we have to pay taxes, okay? That's necessary evil for living in the greatest country exactly. in the world. So we have to pay the taxes. But there are things that we can do or we don't have to pay as much. Exactly. As what we're paying now. Yes. And that's why you get Jeff on your side. Capital Advisory, GRP.com, Capital Advisory Group. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor, 636-394-5524. Jeff's my tax advisor. He could be your tax advisor as well. Give him a call, 636-394-5524. And as we always say, it's tax season right now, but it's also, while you got all your paperwork out, it's tax Planning, planning season that go hand in hand next year yes so what did you do wrong this year what can we double down on yeah. for next year what did you do right we can you know amp it up amplify it yeah uh just make sure that you have all your stuff ready to go jeff can look at it and say here's where you're missing out yeah. here's where you can keep more of what's yours exactly jeff thank you so much thank you we'll see you next week you betcha hang in there okay oh yeah it's fun <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.